Hello and welcome to the extra crisp, extra clear edition of the Ram Nintendo podcast. Now featuring a mic. Yeah, we got a legit mic now, so you can actually hear us, and we don't sound like we're in a pile of mud. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. I'm still <laughs> contemplating that pile of mud. Like, well, you know the could... term muddy for sound? I just rolled with it a little too far. <laughs> but, yeah, because people roll in mud, yeah, but... That wasn't a pun, but... No, I know, yeah, but... Yeah. Well, now that we're totally off track. Anyway, welcome to episode six. Today's episode is Nintendo Gets Networked, and as you may have heard, a few days ago, Nintendo had a blowout of news, basically. They talked about the Wii U, they talked about the 3DS, they talked about their new online service, Nintendo Network, which is where we get our lovely episode title Yeah, we from. were worried we were going to have nothing to talk about. Well, yeah, was, n- nothing, but... Well, you just know. Spirit Camera, which we'll get to later in the show. It's a new 3DS game. But yeah, it was funny, because we were trying to plan this out a few days ago, and it's like, there's no news. And then overnight, that night, all this news came out. So, thank you, Nintendo. Yeah, and I guess we you. should jump right into talking about the news, since there is a bunch of it. So, um, Nintendo Network. This is a pretty big new initiative from Nintendo. They, uh, they seem to finally be getting their online act together. Their Nintendo Network's going to kind of mirror PlayStation Network and Xbox Live, where it's all their online under one umbrella term. So you're going to have things like, you know, your online play, including, like, communities in Mario Kart, um, the eShop, the Wii U's eShop, uh, SwapNote, Nintendo Video... Oh, uh, well, speaking of Nintendo video... Oh? Did you happen to see Kabuki Kirby? Kabuki... Oh, yeah! The, the Kirby video on the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that kind of... That really surprised me. I did not... Yeah, that was... We- I mean, it was... For anyone that's played on... I actually don't know if Kabuki Kirby has appeared in as a suck em up character in any of the previous Kirby games, but he does appear in um, Kirby Mass Attack. But he's not huge... Okay, a little back... No, yeah, no, Backstory, no. backstory. Nintendo Video, Nintendo started putting out uh, Kirby Right Back At You 3D episodes. Like, not the 2D animation In two later. volumes. Yeah, they did a two-episode split yeah, of it, a fully CG 3D Kirby show. And, and it looks like, it sounds like they brought the cast from the episode, from, yeah, the, from the original I'm series I'm sure they're back. not doing anything better. <laughs> <laughs> True, but yeah, yeah, they sound the same, like, yeah. Yeah, but they, they brought back the show, and in the second half, spoiler alert, Kirby, to save the day, turned into a human... Uh, Essentially, a samurai. They call him Kabuki, but he's acting more like a samurai dressed in Kabuki. He's like a weird hybrid. But they... He's human. Kirby turns human for about a minute, and then he jumps back into being Kirby in a little samurai or Kabuki outfit. But it's just... is weird. He's yeah. like a, he's like Ditto from Pokemon, where you just transform yeah. into anything. At first, I was just like, really, that they actually end up going through with this. But once he turned back to Kirby, then it just started thinking away. So was that just like a... Was that just for the audience that was too stupid to know what Kabuki is without seeing a human Kabuki? I, I guess they would have thought he was like an... An over-decorated ice climber. Yeah, it, it was weird. It was very weird. But anyway, back to... Also, the... as I did mention before, he does come out in Mass Attack in one uh-huh. of the little RPG games. He's like, he just shoots a beam, just like in the they did in the show. But at right. that point, I didn't even know it was Kubica Kirby. I was like, wait, is this like Lightning God Kirby? But... Right, right. So maybe yeah. that's why they did They're like, hey, people that play Mass Attack, this is what he is. <laughs> Kabuki Kirby. Kabuki Kirby. Yep. But, um, yeah. Expect them in later Kirby games. Wait, no, what was I saying before? Oh, Nintendo Network, of course. Um, right, so they're going to have this umbrella... Of services. And Not literally. Well, no, umbrella is a term to describe a whole suite of services under one umbrella. But huh. not literally. It's not going to be an umbrella service. No, you can't take it to protect yourself from the rain. But it will... Thank you for clarifying. There might have been some confusion there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, I, it has a ton of features. Um, they didn't go into too much detail. Um, Nintendo presidents, Turai Wada, and Shigeru Miyamoto, Mario's career, were both at the event and they talked about it, but not in a whole lot of details. A lot of vague stuff with promises of more to come. So we still don't Probably know whether it's like up to par with Xbox Live slash PSN or better. Well, here's what's weird. Nintendo said that it's going to be different from PSN and Xbox Live. Miyamoto specifically has been quoted as saying something along the lines of that uh, the network has to be a totally new concept and it has to be different. Hmm. So, I'm not New sure. Concept. I'm not sure what exactly he's getting at. It's probably going to be a Nintendo fied one, so think more swap note than messaging friends, like that type of thing. It's going to be like over Nintendo fied. Some mundane tasks will, will be turned, turned into, into, into whole mini games. Yeah, it's actually funny because the success of swap note is partly what's driving some of these changes. What they were saying, here's a list of some of the features. What they're saying is they're going to bring in um, communities like in Mario Kart 7, so you have a group of friends playing together. They're gonna roll. They're gonna uh, revamp the downloadable content. They do have it for Wii and uh, 3DS currently for third part or 3DS coming soon for third parties. But they're gonna um, have first party DLC. Nintendo said what they might do is like a Super Mario game. They'll come out with an expansion, not exactly expansion pack, but new levels down the road. 
So instead of having Mario Galaxy, Mario Galaxy 2, they might have gotten Mario Galaxy and a DLC Mario Galaxy 1.5, and they could have released, like, two or three level packs. Oh, like, what they do with... With Call like, of Duty. Oh, well, no, I mean, like, what they did with Street Fighter was... Right, Super right. Street Fighter 4 was DLC, but right. you could also buy it separately. Right, and Nintendo's... Yeah. And but are you going to be able to buy it Probably separately? not. And Nintendo... Well, I don't know, actually, but Nintendo's saying... And this is what's interesting to me, is they said it won't be stuff that's, like, locked out on the disc, like with the Gears of War fiasco, with Gears of War 3, where day one there's DLC that just unlocked disc content. It's not um, going to be that. It's going to be new stuff to develop after release. So that's good. They're not going to milk us for everything we're worth. But, no, um, no, that's... Yeah, I would hate it if... Um, I don't know. Like, let's say next Smash Brothers, the day it comes out, there's, like, all these costumes... Yeah, and that you have are, to buy, like, a dollar each. Yeah, that'd yeah. suck. But um, in addition to the first party DLC... I wouldn't be surprised if they do something similar. They might. They'll I have mean, costumes Nintendo, down the line. They'll definitely will. But. Yeah, and they're having a kind of iffy financial year, so who knows? I mean, we'll get to the numbers in a bit, Ooh. but who knows? I doubt it, because they value their customers pretty highly, but we'll see. Uh, one interesting thing, though, is third parties are giving complete control over DLC. They can have items you pay to unlock. They could do free-to-play model, probably. So, I mean, something like Team Fortress 2 could come to whatever console and actually be free-to-play like Team Fortress 2. Hmm. Or, um, a better example, Ghost Recon Online, which is going to be on the Wii U at launch, I believe. It's the, like, kind of Call of Duty knockoff of Ghost Recon. They showed it at But e you could, like... They showed it at E3 last year. Yeah, I remember the trailer showed you, like, you could create plays or something. It was something Yeah, with the, with, the, with the tablet, and then your other players use Wiimote Nunchuck to run around and shoot. Oh, but, yeah, um, court, yeah, it was just... Yeah. They had a high emphasis on coordinating with your online right. mates. Right, because on the... P <laughs> online mates, yes. We're in Australia now. Um, on the PC... We're not. Yeah. On the PC, uh, it's free to play. And they buy weapons and stuff. And on the Wii, they said they didn't know what they were going to charge. But if Nintendo's allowing free to play... Maybe it'll be free on the Wii, too. That would be cool. A free launch tower where you don't actually have to pay anything. That'd be pretty That'd awesome. That'd be pretty awesome. I would get I mean, why wouldn't I? It's free. But um, on top of all those features, they're also going to have downloads. This is big. Nintendo's always been hesitant about doing this. Any sort of online thing. They've got full downloads of retail 3DS and Wii U games. You don't have to go to a store. It'll probably be like PSN, where it's slightly cheaper than the, re than the package version, because you're not buying a manual, you're not buying a case. But hmm. it's nice to have the option. I think, personally, I would still like to have a physical game. Yeah. But the pretty option covers, is appreciated. Yeah, the nice shelf with all yeah, the exactly, games. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, um... And also, the the space. I don't want to have to worry about getting a bigger memory card down the road. Right, right. Well, I'd imagine the Wii U would come with a huge one. It would have to if they're doing all this day one. Although, that's what's interesting. They haven't said... They said they don't know how they're going to implement retail downloads yet. They're looking into it. They're investigating it. They'll get back to us on how it will work. Well, it can't be that hard. I mean, Sony's been doing it for well, quite a while. Well, more along lines of they need to see what's viable. It, how, which, all games, some games, low, like low-tier games, AAA mm. games, you know, there's all sorts of variables that to account mean. for. And the, by far the biggest tidbit for Nintendo Network, user accounts. Gone are the days of your system being you, and if you want to move to a new system, you have to transfer the whole system, and nothing saves, and you might, on your Wii, you might not have one download that you can't bring to your other Wii, if you have two. It's got to be user accounts, like PSN and Xbox. You sign in, you get multiple accounts per console. Specifically, the Wii U will do this. Very cool. But as far as to what saves, they still haven't exactly said. Like, set in stone. Oh, like if you can transfer a game over? Or... Well, you'd be able... I or, like, imagine. let's say you're playing online, whatever game, right. and then, like, you play on someone else's console, and then you sign in... Wait, would you be able to do that? Like, play... I don't know. Like, they Xbox... haven't said. All they said Because is... they're not like, well... Yeah, because I know it's like the... Xbox where you could sign, like, multiple people could sign in. You could do that. At the same time. Oh. And I, while I they're playing know. online, like, oh, I could have my Call of Duty stats or whatever. I'd imagine they would, because yeah. they, I mean, I know we just said Miyamoto said it'll be different, but they gotta be competitive, too. So I'm sure we'll see at least the basic feature set from PSN and Xbox in terms of user accounts come to Wii U and ultimately 3DS. Because, one other little tidbit of interest, the 3DS already supports Nintendo Network. The infrastructure's in place, they just need to roll it out and basically the 3ds is capable they just need to update it with firmware mm, do you think this update will affect mario kart 7 already implementing things like hmm. i mean, I they, I mean can they really take away they're the, not gonna take anything away no but, I, I meant take away like using the frankles for community oh, so like, they better like i they're just like you just type the name in of the i think community. no i think mario kart's gonna be stuck with community codes but in terms of individual friend codes my guess is it gonna pull something like how they link you can link to club nintendo right now you know, you go to the eShop, you enter your club Nintendo info. Probably when you get the firmware, you enter your Nintendo network info, and it'll link your 3DS friend code to your Nintendo network. So then, this is my, totally my theory, I have no idea if it's true. But, so then, you 
on the front end, in the firmware update, we'll see friends' names and usernames and stuff. You won't see friend codes. Friend code, blah, 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 blah. And they'll still have the friend codes. Hmm. So we will see a difference, but I bet you the back end won't have a difference. So let's say we're trying to become friends. Well, this is, well, this oh, yeah, this is all speculation. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. Just to clarify yeah, again. Oh, okay, I so, so if your so. theory, let's say your theory is true, so does that yeah. mean, like, if I want to get someone else's friend code, we would You wouldn't anymore. You would just start doing names, because they'll link every friend code to a yeah, name. Yeah, but, see, so but all... see, but that's a problem, though, because, like... Because we have friend codes, we could type whatever name we want. A lot of names oh, no, no, no. are it's definitely going to overlap. Oh, it's going to, no, it's going to be Xbox Live PSN style, I'm like 99. So that means we all it's have... It's going to be, we all have a unique username. See, exactly. So that means we're all, that means a lot, of, I'm guessing a lot, a good majority of people are going to have to redo their username because I wouldn't be surprised. Well, that's not that hard when you, you just change it. No, no, but... It's got, yeah, I mean, you can't be Jose. Or, but you can be your Twitter handle, for example. And I'm sure if we're there day one, we could probably get the names we want. I could probably be JSR opposed to JSR7. Oh, so I guess it's just, we get what we get. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is with all online. It's like, weird that Nintendo lets you change your name. Like, if you look at forums or anything on the internet, any sort of online service, you get well, yeah, because name it, and that's it. Oh, well, yeah, but that's because it doesn't matter right now. Right, it's because but it of will. The I'm code. sure it will. Well, that'd be cool. I would like to be the only way yeah. No random numbers. No or... random underscore O like your Twitter handle. No, I do like the underscore. Oh, oh, you want the underscore? Oh. Yeah, no, I mean like no random like oh, Wero Wero eighty nine or okay, like first year. Okay, if you can have it on Twitter, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to have it on Nintendo without problem. No, yeah, I have it everywhere. Yeah, that's my point. Oh, yeah. If you're able to secure it on multiple services, you should be fine. Yep. But um, in, I'm good. It, what? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you you hopefully. But yeah, it will be really interesting to see how um Nintendo Network works, but like in the long run. But it's definitely it's nice to see that they have ambitious plans. It's nice to see that they're on the right track finally. It only took them to have a, their worst financial year in history to get on that track. Yeah, but well... They um, did say... Sorry, I cut you short. I just wanted to get this in real quick. They did say they've been working on this for a few years already. Uh, they just are trying to fine-tune it, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess overall, sounds like the Wii U, assuming that's what it's still going to be called. Oh, yeah, there's a weird rumor about that, isn't there? Yeah, that they could... Well, yeah, they haven't said what they might change it to, but they're... Apparently, they're considering maybe, maybe changing the name. I'm guessing because... The 3DS and DS were so easily confused. They all oh, wanted to do yeah. the same and, thing. Yeah, it also didn't help with the whole, like, all oh, the 3DS, the three, the DS family having the 3DS there. In or, the banners, yeah. Or, like, when Walmart or GameStop or whatever, not so much GameStop, but, like, Best Buy, they would, like, intermix the DS and the 3DS games sometimes. Yeah. And it would just, yeah. Yeah, well, I know that, I know that in Europe, at least, the 3DS, DS confusion led to them using a slogan in their commercials. Not even kidding. This is not Nintendo DS. This is Nintendo 3DS. That's their slogan in Europe. So um, I bet you, I bet you, the Wii U name change rumor is the same thing because people are gonna be like, the Wii U was a new tablet controller for my Wii, and they're gonna be really confused. Yeah, so, I mean, they said they're gonna reveal it and they might change the way the console looks, but right. assuming it stays the way it is now, it's finally tweaked. It still looks almost exactly like the it looks current like a Wii. Baby of the Xbox Street original Xbox. Yeah, it, it looks like a slightly bigger rounded off Wii. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to do... They're doing the full... Like you said, they are doing that full re-unveiling at E3. So there's yeah. going to be all sorts of new stuff. And there's new features we haven't even seen, apparently. Yeah, and apparently this is going to be the final version of the console. Right, well, it comes yeah. out by the end of... They confirmed at the uh, at the investor meeting that's going to be out worldwide by the end of the year. As they put, in time for year's end. Which I think means the holidays. I, I don't know. Oh. But, yeah, it's going to be all four... They're not doing a staggered launch. It's going to be... I mean, they are, but probably. But it's going to be Japan, America, Europe, and Australia all by the end of 2012, which is pretty big. And it's but, a nice um, head start compared to Xboxes. Yeah, and PS4 yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it's, they are supposedly unveiling a lot of new stuff at E3, but one new thing they did mention at the uh, investor meeting is the Wii U will feature uh, near-field communication, or NFC. Um, and which that, I'm still having... That's just... Um, it's a I keep hearing it compared to Skylanders, but just... It's, it's kind of yeah. like Skylanders. Okay, it's a little chip. That you put that they're gonna put in the controller. It's in some smartphones, a lot of Android phones right now. Um, basically, you just tap two devices with the chip or a chip or anything that can read the chip. You tap them together, and the uh, it'll transfer data or it'll send some information of some sort. So hypothetically, for it's kind of like what Skylanders uses. You know, you put the Skylander on the portal, and it shoots Spyro or whoever into the game with your stats. It's gonna be kind of like that, but not without the without the glowy portal. So, like, I guess an example that Nintendo could do would be, let's say we want to trade Miis from our Wii U's. I go to your house with my controller, I tap your Wii U, or I tap your controller with my controller. Like, I just, really quick tap, like, bam, done. Assuming you still have to open the set software, That's the thing, right? you might not have to. NFC can work regardless so, of the software being open. 
So if you're to say I'm playing um, Smash Brothers Ultimatum or whatever, sure, and, <laughs> and, you, and you just come into like, and I just bonk your controller. No, you can't do it when you're in a game. I'm sure, but if you if we if your system was in sleep or something, or if your system maybe not in sleep, but if your system was, you might have to open an app. Actually, well, either way, either it's way, like, it's it, very it, yeah, it's, it sounds it's like, like Street Pass up close. It sounds like a nice feature to have. That's not like essential, but it's like. Yeah. Well, no, the potential is there to make it. No, but, yeah, that's Imagine like trading custom maps just by tapping your controllers together in, you know, a custom Smash, Smash Bros. stage. Imagine uh, something kind of like, let's say Smash Bros. has stat tracking, like the other Smash Bros. Let's say the stats were carried in your controller, because the Wii U, the Wii, normal Wii, supports data in the controller. So let's say the Wii U does too. And let's say it's tracking all your Smash Bros. stats. Go to a friend's house, done playing, you tap the system, it transfers all the data back to your controller. Or it transfers your data into the game, so then your characters play a certain way, or it's kind of like Mario Kart where I'll make a ghost based on your data. There's all sorts of possibilities. Hmm. It's It'll be interesting to see how they use it, but, I mean, NFC primarily up to this point was used to as a digital wallet of sort, uh, of sorts, Google wallet. Like, guys at Google, some of their Android phones now, you tap it against those little uh, FastPass payment things at, like, 7-Eleven, and it'll just pay. Your phone will pay just by tapping. So it's, it can do, it is, <laughs> but it can do, in, in theory, it's a very cool technology and I'm very interested to see what, imagine, let's say they even do rip off Skylanders, imagine it with Pokemon, that makes Nintendo so much money, if they just had like NFC powered Pokemon, or like Pokemon cards where you just lay the, the cards had the chip, and you lay the card on top of your controller and your controller, the screen shows the play mat. That would be pretty neat. There's so many possibilities, I'm, it, it it could be very cool, or it could be an unused feature like the speaker on the Wiimote, or the, you know, it could go either way. Mm. But the potential is certainly there. I don't think we have a lot to... And that's not, and that's the tip of the iceberg, they have more at E3. So, mm. I'm excited. The Wii's just getting more fascinating by the... Well, the Wii U. The Wii U <laughs> is getting more fascinating by the second. Yeah, while well, the Wii's kind of dying a slow death. But... Not while there's still Rhythm, Rhythm Heaven Fever. That's already my game of the year. It's not I, even out yet. Oh, well, you have the import copy. True. Yeah, and, I, and I'm still looking forward to this game, like if it were Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Right, right. Me and myself. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it in an episode around the release, but um, it is a really fun game, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I guess in other news, there was also um, a bunch of, well, not so much 3DS news compared to what we just talked about with the well, Wii U. There was a lot of specific but, news. If, if yeah, like, like um, specifically, one of them was... Um, that Nintendo is planning to have a new 2D Mario game out by the end of the next fiscal year, right? It'll be out by the basically when they say the ne- yeah when they say next fiscal year they mean by March 2013 in this case, but quite mm. frankly they mean this holiday, yeah. no doubt. It's fine because last week or last episode two weeks ago, episode five we were saying that was it episode five where we were saying that there doesn't seem to be a good a good um holiday time like there's no single must have AAA game for the 3DS and we we're trying to name them. Oh, remember we we're like, oh well, there's Paper Mario and there's Luigi's Mansion, but nothing's like must have. Well, I mean, there must have for for the casual consumer. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, here it is, two D Mario. It's probably gonna be a new entry in the new Super Mario Bros. Uh, series, but who knows? They just said it in passing, and yeah. also I guarantee whatever it is, it'll use the new DLC Nintendo was talking about earlier, where you can add Mario levels in after the fact. I wonder. There's no way they use Mario as an example and then talk about a new Mario yeah. game and they're not one and the same. I mean, assuming this game is, like, coming when it is coming, um, I wonder how, I guess, like, innovative it's going to be. It's not. I mean, it's going to be a a new 2D side-scrolling game. Like, is it just going to be more snow levels, more... Honestly, it's going to be the sequel. It's going to be, like, New Super Mario World, basically. They already did New Super Mario Bros. and and New Super Mario Bros. Wii, which is kind of like a Mario 2 equivalent. So now, well, not in gameplay, if you're following the chronological order. So next is New Super Super Mario World. That's my guess. Or just, I mean, those new Super Mario Bros. Wii, so they could have new Super Mario Bros. Well, no, I mean, it might take the format of World, where you have the overview, the map kind of like World, opposed to the strictly left-right map that they used in Wii. Mm. You'll have branching paths, and... Oh, they did have branching paths, but... I guess... Actually, I guess Wii was like World, huh? Kind of that. Well, there goes my whole point. (laughs) I don't know, I feel like my overall enthusiasm for 2D side-scrolling Mario games have... Slowly been has slowly been dying down a little bit. Well, here's the thing: Mario's my like, favorite franchise. The 3D Mario games I keep getting hyped up for more and more. But, Mario's my um, favorite. Yeah, yeah. And Mario Land tried to be a bridge between them. Yeah, that and one, it did well. And it was, was fun. Yeah, but, I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't as excited as 
Mario Galaxy 2. Right. Or 1. Right. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait. I'm sure whatever it is will be at E3. I feel weird, like, wait till E3 for everything, but honestly, that's when Nintendo will really pull the curtain off all this and show everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in addition to Mario, though, I don't know how much you saw about this, but there are apparently 200 different 3DS games coming this year. And I bet system. only 30 of them are must-haves. Oh, I'm sure. Most of them are probably shovelware, like Pets 3D or something, but my doggy, no, and, 3D. my doggy and me 3D, but it's... Yeah, 200, that's, uh, that's a pretty good number in terms of third-party support, because there's no way the majority of those are Nintendo. Maybe they're doing 10 tops. I hope one of them is a Rhythm Heaven game. I would be surprised. The series is huge in Japan. Not so big here. The first one didn't do so well, as you may recall. But in Japan, Rhythm Heaven always it comes out number one on the charts. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, they're doing, they have 200 games of development. Uh, they also... This is, this is nice. I like this. And this will maybe... A, Please us who are like, well, where are all the good games? Nintendo said their goal with the 3DS right now is to please the existing owners before they go to the new owners. More free games? I hope. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they would want. Super Nintendo that games? I, that hopefully I don't own? <laughs> no, I doubt it would be that, but I'm sure they're going to add more free features, so we'll probably see some other sort of swap note freebie hmm. app. At this point, I, I mean, mean, they still need to do Flipnote. Flipnote? Remember oh, Flipnote? Oh, Flipnote. I think Swapnote took the place of Flipnote. They both say note. But <laughs> I would love to see Flipnote 3D where you can actually do like fancy animations in 3D. Yeah, I really have. You would love that more. Than I've me, only used right. Inchworm a couple times, but I played. I, I, I did get to miss with with your Flipnote. Right, and, my DSi. And it's yeah. um, it's a lot simpler and intuitive. I don't know. I like yeah, the simplicity of it. Inchworm animations like a real animation. Yeah, that's studio. like Inchworm. Flipnote's a Nintendo-fied animation. Yeah, because when whenever I want to make an animation and I try to use Inchworm, it just it has so many features that I end up trying to make it bigger than it really should be, and I ended up just making it on my MacBook with, like, actual right. animation software. Right, right, So I figured, like, oh, I just want to make a quick animation. I, want, I don't know, I just wish I had Flipnote. And it'd probably be in 3D. We'd have the two little layers. Yeah, exactly. Flipnote. Or three layers, or four layers. Who knows? Ooh. But here, well, here's some maybe reassuring news. Yeah. Nintendo made this really cryptic comment at the investor meeting that they want more social experiences on the 3DS, and the success of Swapnote is, gonna, is what's driving that. Because Swapnote apparently is huge. Mm. So, Sounds exciting. I don't know if that really, means, yeah. does that either mean more Swapnote-like apps, like more sharing apps, which would include Flipnote, because they had a whole website to share your animations in Japan, and in the US, but it was a Japanese site, primarily. Or, does that mean actual social media, where you have a Twitter app on the 3DS, and is anyone going to use it? <laughs> like, who, who knows? I'll probably use it once. Yeah, I'll use it but... once, just like, tweet in from my 3DS, and then never touch it again. Hmm. But yeah, so it's interesting. I, know, I feel like they've already touched all their the biggest bases as far as like the yeah. free apps go but well, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find maybe a YouTube app that can display proper 3D video because YouTube does work with 3D hmm. one yeah. thing I one thing I would appreciate was if um they've continued to update the the Pokedex 3D with like some console some regions. regions yeah yeah well, least, I mean, maybe they could start in order I mean because I mean they haven't um, even fixed their I mean fixed oh yeah yes they have for Poke Park and whatever but as far as the Pokemon, the CG models that they've used from Pokemon Stadium and stuff, like, those were basically They're, the same ones from Revolution. From Battle like, Revolution? Yeah, from Battle yeah. Revolution. So, I don't know, it'd be nice to see, like, some new ones yeah. in 3D. right, right. Well, well, the good news... Maybe, like, a sneak peek for the next battle... Battle, battle extravaganza, extreme, fun time. Yeah, I was gonna say Ultimatum again, but... You like, can't use yeah, that twice, no. Yeah. But, um... Well, here's Brawl. the thing. I, I'm pretty sure Pokedex... The goal was to get people online with their 3DS. I think it was a gimmick to get people to get the e to update the firmware, get the eShop, and what better way to do it than hey, free Pokemon stuff. With that said, they now have, and this came out of the investment meeting as well. They now have 60% of, of 3DSs online, using online in some way or connecting to the internet in some way. That's, That's normally that it sounds like kind of eh, but for like a uh, service where you'll need to connect online to use it. That's pretty high. I think Xbox is definitely higher, but they, I remember they used to tout, we have half of our users, we have 50% online, and they were like so proud of themselves. This was, I think, the tail end of the original Xbox. Oh, I, guess, I guess that is pretty high. Especially for a handheld that doesn't yeah. have like 3G or any sort of cell thing, like an iPhone or an Android. But, um, so uh, they got people online. And that so means it's mostly like Mario Kart and stuff like that. Mario Kart, Swapnote, the eShop, it's yeah. anything, Nintendo Video, all that stuff, you know, and they want to keep driving people to use that stuff. So I'd imagine they could do a Pokédex update as like a second win to get more people online because clearly it plus all the other offerings combine to really get people to hook up to yeah. the service. And I'm sure when Nintendo Network goes live, which I would imagine would be around the Wii U launch, hopefully, I'm sure when it goes live, um, 
they're going to do a huge blowout of free stuff again, including maybe a Pokedex update, including maybe Flipnote, or maybe they'll trickle them out leading up to that. Hmm. Any other anniversaries that we should be wary For of? For Nintendo? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Metroid was last year, and they didn't care. They didn't do anything. But there was Zelda last year. We got Metroid Return to Samus on the eShop. Yeah, it doesn't count. They didn't have technology <laughs> anniversary. Uh, <laughs> Street Fighter, Mega Man, Kingdom Hearts... I don't remember what else, but those are three that all have anniversaries this year. And They're a, not Nintendo, but there'll be stuff going on. Phoenix, is, Phoenix Wright anniversary is this year also. Oh, really? Yeah, it's ten, actually... Ten years? Yeah, ten years. And it's actually, um, cool. if I'm not mistaken, it's on the 30th. Of, and, like, of January? Like this yeah, month? just January. So in the next few days. And in the next few days, if I'm not mistaken, on... When in this, fact, to, the uh, day uh, after this podcast is posted... Yeah. This coming Monday. Oh, but on but on Sunday they're having an event in Japan where they're gonna. So the day this is posted, they're having an event in Japan. Yeah. The the creator wants. Yeah. The creator's gonna reveal like, like quote like some information that, some tidbits that fans of the series will really like as far as tidbits. That's how they're wearing it. Don't expect a game announcement. Yeah, but that's so cool. And hey, that's you're probably the biggest Phoenix Wright fan I know. So I definitely um we can't do it in this podcast because. We're posting this the same time they're having the event, but definitely next episode we should share your share your thoughts on. Hopefully, things, it's right? something. Yeah, I'm sure. Big, well, it's but, something. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Um, I bet it's movie related. Hopefully, no Phoenix write the movie, the game. That'd be so funny, especially because the game the is based for, on the first. Here's movie. a story for for the game <laughs> that's based on the movie that's based on the game. <laughs> that'd be that'd be great. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for the news out of the investor yeah. conference. But of course, if it's an investor meeting, that means their financials. Yeah. When their financials, that means mm-hmm. it's once again time for my newly christened Jason's Sales Corner. Everyone's favorite part of the show. Okay, sarcasm <laughs> not needed. <laughs> no, but um, yes, if you don't like hearing numbers, fast forward about five minutes. If you do like hearing numbers, don't fast forward. In fact, put in slow-mo so you can have a longer period of time with these wonderful numbers. Which actually are not wonderful whatsoever. They're actually kind of depressing because Nintendo had its worst year on record, and they've been around for over 110 years. So not so good. 110 years. They've been around since the 1800s. No, I know, but they haven't been making games. For no, a but long. still, if a company's been around for 110 years, doesn't matter what they're making, they still have their worst financial year ever. Oh, oh, that's oh. all I'm saying. No, no, okay, yeah, that is saying a lot. Never mind. Yeah, but um, so here's here's the sad parts. Then we'll get to the happier parts, and it's not a ton. I'm just gonna throw. Does it balance out? Not really. But the sad thing is Nintendo this um, this year was predicting a net loss originally of 20 billion yen, which translates to $258 million. Good Ouch. chunk of money. Yeah, it got worse. This was in October when they predicted this. And uh, now they're saying their, fi- their financial year, they go from March to March. So this is like, that was like the six-month check-in. This is the nine-month check-in. Now, I sound like I said chicken. Check-in. <laughs> Check in. Hopefully our crystal clear I mic... Heard, I heard check in. Uh, well, hopefully the crystal clear mic made it check in and not check in to anyone. But, um, but yeah, uh, their new net loss prediction is 65 billion yen. That's up from 20 billion. So instead of losing 258 million, they're now expecting to lose... Guys, it's painful to say. 837 million dollars. U.S. dollars. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you didn't finish the word but um that's a lot of money that's a lot of money they have a war chest of just like money to have of like 3 billion or something but still that's a lot of money yeah you damn and part I mean and the reason for all this is they had to lower sales expectations on the hardware front um they lowered DS normal DS sales prediction of 6 million to 5.5 million during this fiscal year which is once again March to March the Wii they were originally expecting to sell 12 million over that time frame now they're expecting to sell 10 million so these are small drops, but, you know, they add up pretty quickly in terms of revenue and net loss and gain and whatnot. Um, the 3DS, here's what's interesting. The 3DS, since it launched, uh, since it launched, which goes a little before the current fiscal year, because it launched right at the tail end of the last one. So It launched at the tail end of 2011 no, fiscal year, because yes. it came out in late March. And the fiscal year goes from the end, sorry, from April 1st to the end of March. I wasn't quite specific enough. So, this year, from launch till now, they've sold 15 million 3DSs, and they had a huge upswing in this past quarter during the holidays, which is great. But, since the beginning of the fiscal year, which is April 1st, up through now, they've sold 14 million 3DSs. Or, sorry, they've sold less than 14 million, they're now expecting, up till the end of this fiscal year, so till the end of March, to sell a total of 14. 
That's, that doesn't sound so bad until you realize that they originally were hoping to sell 16 million. So they had to drop it. Even though the thing's on fire, they had to drop it by 2 million. Because I guess they just... I well, they don't really have many system sellers coming out between now and the end of the March, I guess. Because it's not even wishful thinking for them. It's just them trying to be more realistic. Yeah, at this point. Because at first they were like... Because originally, when the 3DS wasn't doing so well, back in October, they kept their 16 million prediction. They're like, no, 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 the holidays. It'll pick up. It did pick up. I just don't know if it picked up quite how much they want. It is selling faster than the 3... Or the 3DS is selling faster than DS and the Wii both did. Well, we, in the we same would time hope frame. So. No, no, no. In the in their initial year. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, the Wii probably could have sold faster if it didn't have shortages, and the DS, it didn't catch on until the DS Lite. So, you know, there's a little, like, well, technically, it's not that impressive. But it still sold pretty fast. It's still selling pretty fast. It's just not selling fast enough to meet their goal. So that's the sad financials. But the good news is some of the games they released are doing really well. Uh, Super Mario Bros., Sorry. Super Mario 3D Land, 5 million worldwide since launch. Is that pretty a good. lot? It's pretty good. Not very many games sell that much that fast. It's the first 5 million seller on the 3DS. Hmm. Mario Kart 7, which came out a few weeks later, is right behind it with 4.54 million units. Then you have, um, on the Wii front, you have Skyward Sword, which sold 3.42 million, which is like... Sounds wait, really low compared Yeah, to but here's what's weird. Faster sales than knock or blah, blah, faster sales than Wind Waker and Majora's Mask. I'm not sure. I don't think they beat out the lifetime sales, but it's already selling at a better rate mm. than those two games. Well, did. Majora's Mask seemed to be like a cult classic kind of thing. And Wind Waker had even a within, graphic dispute, yeah, but still, even within not, the Zelda community, both of those games in general, like yeah, Wind Waker is my favorite. It was like hit or miss. Well, I love Zelda Wind Waker. No, oh, yeah, yeah, the Wind Waker. Yeah, my but yeah, favorite it's looking game. I like yeah. Definitely, I the grab. I, no, I think Skyward Sword might top it in terms of like. But I do like the. No, I, I, I like Wind Waker better. You like the cleaner, simpler, ge- cartoony. geometrical, cartoony. Yeah, because it, it was very. Geometric. I mean, Skyward Sword looked great, but it, it sometimes it felt like it didn't know what it wanted to do. It's like a weird hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, do I want to be gritty? Nah, let's let's yeah. let's well, get out of it. Going for impression. Let, let's make these monsters ink monsters look super yeah. monster inky. They do. <laughs> for anyone that knows what I'm talking about, they definitely do. Look yeah, like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but. Oh. Uh, just one really quick one. There's a boss. Not no spoiler. Spoilers. Don't worry. Okay, good. And, and it's a spoiler, I suppose, just because what the boss looks like. But he looks like an it, it lo- basically. No, he looks like you remember Mike from Monsters Inc. the, the yeah. eyeball monster. Yeah. Take him exactly the way he looks, mm-hmm. and make him purple, and then give him the snake hairs from his girlfriend. Okay. And that's his, that's the boss. That's weird. It looks exactly like. That's what? really bizarre. Yeah, and then there's another <laughs> boss that looks kind of like another monster straight up from Monsters, Inc. Uh-huh. And there's another one that looks like he also could be from the same universe, so... Weird. Well, clearly someone at Nintendo's a fan of Monsters, Inc. Not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just funny, it, it makes yeah. them look less intimidating when they don't look right, like they right. they don't want to cuddle you. So. Right. One more sales number, and then Jason's sales corner is over. Oh. Ocarina of Time 3D. Just give you some perspective for Skyward Sword, the remake of one of the best, of quite possibly the best game ever. Uh, Ocarina of Time got... Sold on the 3DS 2.49 million since it came out last June. So, yes, Skyward Sword's actually selling pretty decently for a Zelda game. So, is Ocarina of Time doing okay? Uh, 2.5 million isn't anything to scoff at. It's like anything over a million is pretty decent. And, like, to give you some idea, uh, Mario Kart Wii is currently the best selling Wii game ever with 32 million units. Mario Kart Wii? Yeah, 32 million ahead of Wii Sports, which is at 30. Uh, I don't know how that works. Uh, oh, well, I guess there were well, some ways that didn't have Wii Sports. I don't know if it's Wii Sports. Sorry, I should clarify. I don't know if it's Wii Sports or Wii Sports Resort. It's selling more than the game that's bundled with the right, Wii. Right, right, right. Well, Mario Kart now is too. No, no. Oh, no. I, think it was my, I think I might be thinking Wii Sports Resort. I'm not sure. I don't know. Didn't but Mario Wii Sports Kart's Resort did that. I mean, it did okay. I'm sure it did fine. But, it did yeah. super fine, just not as well as the original. But, um, yeah, Mario Kart's the best-selling Wii game, so the fact that Mario Kart, Mario Kart on the DS is already selling at this brisk rate, but it's being outsold by Mario Kart or Mario 3D Land, too many Mario games. <laughs> you know, it, it bodes well for both those games. Oh, um, Mario. But yeah, that's it for Jason Sales Corner. Insert jingle here that we don't have. But <laughs> seriously, we need to get, I know I said this last time, we need a song or like a cash register or some sort of like marker. So it's like Jason Sales Corner and it's bookended by like ka But then that would ka-ching. imply that it's worth listening to. I'm just oh, it's kidding. totally worth just listening kidding. to. Hey, hey we if to... we didn't know these numbers, Nintendo would just disappear and we wouldn't understand why if they, like, <laughs> failed. We would have no idea why they just disappeared, so... Yeah, good point, good point. So, plus it gives some perspective on why Nintendo does crazy things, like, finally making their online work. Because ah. they know they're sucking at the moment in terms of financials, 
So that's it for Just the Sales Corner. That's it for the Nintendo Investor Meeting. And now it's time to Yet talk some Kid Icarus. Yeah, there's more news still. It's like, it's crazy. But yeah, Kid Icarus. Um, would you like to talk about this? Or you well, seem to have not a very vested interest in the game. Okay, um, don't get me wrong. I think the game is looking... It looks good. It looks entertaining. Uh-huh. But, I don't know, something about it. It's just... Well, we I, I want to like it, but I just can't get myself hyped about it in any way. I feel like we talked about this before, and it was kind of like... Well, I was saying is maybe once the hype campaign gets started, then maybe you'll have an interest yeah, to I mean, drum I, it up. I have seen... They are starting it. They started it the week after I said that on the last episode. Yeah. And... Has it I, helped? Not well, here's really. The, <laughs> the pre-order bonus is making me feel like I want it more. Right. It does but, come with... But just, that's... Just for but, those that may not be aware, uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, you get, if you pre-order at Amazon, GameStop, or Best Buy, you will get a free download code along with your game in March for 3D Classics Kid Icarus, which is a 3D-ified version of the yeah. original Kid Icarus from the eShop on the 3DS. But I feel like that shouldn't be the reason why I should want to buy it. I mean, it's right. a, it's a it's a game by Sakurai, the guy that made Smash Brothers and Kirby games, which are all good. Yeah, like it has everything designed to be a good game. But I it guess... even reminds me. Well, you you said this before we started recording, but it kind of reminds me of Subspace. Uh, emissive, yeah, emissive, Subspace emissary. Thank you. I yeah. think that's the <laughs> thing. I don't know. It just feels like um, Had like a very a, similar design. Yeah, just like repetitive, like grinding. Like okay, just get through the level. Well, I don't know if thing. it's gonna be like that though in terms of game. Well, I mean, it I, looks similar graphically. Oh, uh, I, I guess um, opinion. I guess it's deep down inside. Maybe I'm just um not that big on um. On real shooters. shooters. Well, I mean, it, 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 the game is a lot like Sin and Punishment. So if you're yeah, and I skipped that, that game right. completely. It's Sin and Punishment is fun. I have the Wii version. And and if you and if you remember back to the Star Fox thing, I was, I disliked Star Fox sixty four the most. Right. And it was, right. um, and I liked the GameCube version the the best, and that was more less variety. on rail. Yeah, yeah. That, and that that was more free range than on rail. I still think you're crazy for hating Star Fox sixty four, but we've debated this before, so I'm not gonna. No, no, that's the, that's the thing. I just <laughs> I just don't right. really. Well, see, well, here's um, the thing. on real shooters. Here's the thing about Kid Icarus is there are some features I'm really intrigued about, but the controls are holding me back because I'm a lefty, and the only way to properly play as a left-handed person using the stylus in your left hand is, is to, to, to practice and be a right-handed person. Or to spend $20 and get the uh, Circle Pad Pro, which allows me to use the right stick with the left hand for the stylus. Are you going to get it? I don't know, because here's the thing. Here's some of the new features they announced. Get it with rather new one. Maybe. Actually, it's not a bad idea. But here's some of the new... Those 10 bucks that you were going to pay for Resident Evil. Might as well use them for the Circle Pad Pro. Oh, yeah, because Resident Evil got a price. Oh, and yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah, Resident Evil Revelations, um, if anyone's interested in it, uh, we'll talk about... Which you the, should be. Yeah, we'll talk about the demo. There, there's a demo for it that we both play. We'll give some impressions in a bit. Uh, but the game is now $40 instead of the overpriced 50 that Capcom was asking And for. I was still going to pay those 50 because I, I thought... I forgot it was 50 until they dropped the price. I'm like, oh, right. I'm so, like, oh, 10 extra bucks. Yeah. But um, back to Kid Icarus for a sec. It's weird because, yeah, I can't play it easily. When I, try, I know I said this before, when I tried it at ConCon, it was very cumbersome. But some of the features I'm really intrigued by, this Fiend's Cauldron thing, I don't know why they're calling it this. First of all, Fiend's this, Cauldron? this drives, drives me insane about Sakurai. Why does everything have to have these super Japanese names? Like, why can't the difficulty level thing just be called difficulty? They're calling it the Fiend's Cauldron. And it's <laughs> a scale from 1 to 9 with 0.1 decimal, where you can... You can very easily change the um, difficulty. So you can go, you have 99 levels of difficulty. The more, when you ramp up the difficulty, the enemies get tougher, their patterns get more distinct. Their patterns get more dis distinct, sorry. And, uh, that's my train of thought there. And, um, and also more enemies pop out of doors that open network. Therefore, they'll be branching paths, they go down a different path. So it's really cool that they're adding all this difficulty, this range of difficulty, so you can have more gameplay and there's huge replay value. But, as a lefty, it's still going to be hard for me even <laughs> on the lowest difficulty. So I think it's going to be hard for you on any difficulty. Well, I suck at games, so probably. <laughs> but, but also, um, also they're, so, they're packing it with content like crazy. In addition to those 99 difficulty levels, they're having nine different rep weapon classes, each packed with different weapons. It's like... it's Sakurai, and, one thing he always does well is really cramming stuff into his games. One thing he doesn't do so well, like I just said, is naming different things in his game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the his games do have a lot of... Like, seriously? Yeah. Um, did they talk at all about the AR functionality again? I mean, all we it's, know is still... It's a the, gimmick. Yeah. As of what I last saw, I mean, this is all coming from 
a press release. I don't think Nintendo's left the press play the uh, AR yet. So I've just I've been reading previews and the, and the press release is the only thing I saw mention it. You get cards. You put them down next to each other. The characters fight each other through AR. You don't control it whatsoever. That's how it was when we played it at Comic Con. You literally mm. just put a card down, put another card down, and two characters butt heads, and that's it. Yeah, I guess I'm out of the just. I think they're trying. I think originally they were trying to use it as a gimmick to sell the game, and they're like, "Oh, you can get cards in different places." And da, da, da. like, we got cards at Comic Con. We got yeah. three Kid Icarus cards each. Um, but I think they might be scaling it back and not worrying as much about. Or I don't think they're it saving needs it, but... it. Doesn't. They might also be saving it for later in their little hype campaign, and they might like in early March be like, "By the way, check out this whole second mode we have," and it's gonna be this crazy blowout with all this cool stuff. But I kind of doubt it. Yeah, Although, I'm definitely not going to buy any more cards. Especially, I mean, we got Medusa, Palutena, and Pit as the three a card. main characters. Yeah, so why would we want we don't have random Grunt we one? Well, all we don't have is Dark Pit. Oh, or that random anime-looking guy with the giant sword. I yeah, think. who yeah. looks like he could be straight out of any number of Japanese <laughs> RPGs, yeah. But speaking of AR, that's oh. a great transition you set up for us. <laughs> yeah, there's a new game coming out called Spirit Camera, The Curse of Memoir. <laughs> Memoir? Memoir? <laughs> Memory? <laughs> it might... No, the cursed... Hold... I think it's the cursed memoir. You know what? Let me double check that. I think it's the cursed memoir, and I think... I think we... See, I... Yeah, I'm sorry. The cursed memoir. The cursed memoir. <laughs> well, the cursed... <laughs> the cursed memoir. That makes God, a lot... God, I love when my notes don't match up with the real thing. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Well, anyways, this is, um... We are a totally professional podcast. Anyway, continue. This is a Fatal Frame spinoff, and for those that don't know what Fatal Frame is, it's a... I don't want to call it a survival horror game. So I'll just, it's just a horror game. Yeah, it's just a... It's just a but you up, take photos of ghosts. Yeah, it's a horror game where you walk into this mansion and there's ghosts in there, but you mm-hmm. can't see the ghosts. You can only see them through the lens of your camera. Right. And... As far and from what I can remember, you have to capture their souls with the camera. Yeah, taking you take a picture a photo, of them. Like, takes their souls. And I've seen some gameplay of it because I remember. We're we talking gameplay of Fail Frame or oh, Fatal Frame. Frame. This is right. Okay, we're still on Fail Frame. Okay. Yeah, and I just want to clarify because <laughs> I don't know why, but I was looking for like oh, what's one of the scariest games in all video games? And mm-hmm. Fatal Frame came, com- kept coming up, and I don't know. It just I looked at some videos and it actually does look really creepy. Well, here, yeah, here's the thing about uh, Spirit Camera though. It's or yeah, it's a spinoff. Yeah, it's a spinoff in Japan, but America did not market it as a spinoff. Because we it's didn't get any Fatal Frames, did we? We got one, two, and three. Nintendo was when did this happen? Way back when on PS One and Two. Oh, Nintendo developed. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo developed. Wow. Yeah, it's like it doesn't exist. We're not fanboys. Nintendo <laughs> developed um, the fourth Fatal Frame alongside Tecmo Koei, the or Tecmo at the time, and Tecmo football. Tecmo, yes, Tecmo. Dead or Alive Tecmo, which is now part of Koei, the Tecmo Koei, they merged. Anyway, oh. um, yeah. oh. so Dynasty Warriors and Ninja Gaiden are the same company now. But, um... Don't you mean Team Ninja? <laughs> no, Team Ninja is the developer at Tecmo. They're their star, all-star development team. They're like the Miyamoto's team, of course. Oh, yeah, yes, I, I got you. But, um... I thought you were calling Ninja Gaiden the, the no, name no, of no, the no. developer. No, 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 I'm saying Dynasty Warriors and Ninja Gaiden, those two franchises are both under the same roof now. Oh, anyway, that was just an aside. We didn't need it well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, Spirit Camera isn't being marketed as a spinoff here. It's an original game here. And the reason I said good transition is, as the name implies, it uses the 3DS camera. It's very augmented reality. Augmented reality. There we go. Heavy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, it comes with a booklet, I believe. Like I, yeah, it, it comes with a book that um has markers on it, and I suppose mm-hmm. that's the where the main point of the game is. You have to open certain pages, scan, look at the ghost, and the ghost pops out of the book. Right, yeah, I was, I was like reading that. up on the game, and not only does it do... Like, it has the booklet, which... um So it opens it, or you open it, and then it could be a movie that plays when you use your 3DS camera, when you hover over it. It could be a character coming out that talks to you. It could be a ghost that you have to attack. Like, it's a whole number of things. It's, um, it's, it sounds gimmicky, to be honest. Yeah, it sounds gimmicky, but it also sounds interesting. It sounds like... It's intriguing gimmicky. It sounds like it has, <laughs> like, it's laying down the potential for a really good AR game down the road somewhere. Yeah. Sometime. And the thing is, I feel like... On the Vita. <coughs> or the, <laughs> the 3DS. Yeah, on the 3DS, not Vita. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the interesting thing is, in Japan, I think they know it's kind of gimmicky, because they're budget pricing it. But budget pricing is so a bit... So it's 19 equivalent? I don't know what the equivalent is, but it's, cheap, it's, it's fewer yen than... It would be for a standard game. Maybe but it's in the US, short. Maybe, but in the U.S., they're not... Budget there's no game. word on budget price. Nintendo might, but they, you would think they would drum... In the press release, they drummed up the fact it comes out on Friday the 13th of April. Friday the 13th. 
They, that was like a selling point. Not a selling point, but like, hey guys, we're clever. It's Friday the 13th. Scary day, scary game. Perfect. You would think if they're saying that much, they would at least say the price too. So maybe they're evaluating, maybe they're going to do focus tests and see if they can sell it for full price. Honestly, um, I would not be surprised if it sells for 30 instead of 40 when it comes I'm out. I'm thinking it's probably going to go be 30. Yeah, on the, on the It's definitely not going to be 20 because then it devalues the game a little too much. But I can see 30. Yeah, because I mean, it, it sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, might not, might pick it up? I don't know. I really don't it's, know at this it's point. It's way too early on, yeah. I don't know anything about the game. I know in Japan they actually made a live-action short, like, movie short, like, 10-minute movie to oh, promote wow. the game. Like, it's getting a ton of publicity in Japan. But here in the States, it's still early. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo, as we've mentioned before, it doesn't hype until about two months yeah. out, so. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, as of now, yeah, I guess like you said, like, I'm not planning on getting it. They'll have to convince me to. Right. I'm like, you know what would be a good way to get it? Maybe if they had a demo. A demo. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength here. A demo. Like Resident um, Evil, like Mario and Sonic. Which we happen to have. Yes, because finally Nintendo got its act together, and we have real game demos on the eShop for download, for free, with the one exception of limited plate count. But yeah, which thirty at, plays each. At first, that felt like a really big limitation, but it's really not. I've played the Resident Evil demo five times now, and I feel like I've had enough of the demo. Yeah, I played it. I want to play the full game already. Yeah. Yeah. So thirty play times is definitely more, way more than you want, especially yeah. for Mario and Sonic. I think, I think. Oh yeah. Well, Mario Sonic isn't bad for what it is. Just no, it isn't. Catch, it's just it um, catch my eye, really. And for I don't think you want to play the same five mini games no. thirty times. No. But um. Yeah, it's, it's weird because in Japan, Ace Combat, uh, Namco's flying oh, game. Oh, Starscream the game? Yes, he likes to Starscream the game. Uh, they... For those that don't know, Starscream's a transformer. That looks like a jet, so it makes sense. Yeah, he transforms flying. into the Raptor jet. Yes. I don't know the Which is also on the box of an Ace Combat game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, tangent over. Is <laughs> <laughs> that how we end all? We're off topic. Back on now. Steering back on track. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah, it had five plays. The Japanese demo for Ace Combat, you can play it five times and they turn off completely and you can never use it again. So mm-hmm. that might be why people are like, oh no, there's limited plays, but I think 30 is more than enough. Oh yeah. But yeah, I guess we might as well, there have been two demos so far, Resident yeah. Evil Revelations and Mario Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games, whatever order those words go in. And um, they're coming out, they promise for the US, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, uh, Rayman Origins. Rayman too. Origins. And in Europe they have Cooking Mama 4, so I wouldn't be surprised if that comes here too as a demo. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be a nice day stream. They see be doing one a week or so. Uh, yeah. I guess we should yeah, give our impressions of the two that impression. come out. Yeah, I guess um, Resident Evil came out first, so we'll yeah. talk about that one. Um, I yes. already knew I, I I came into the game knowing I wanted to buy it right like right away. So it was more like a okay, I'm gonna play this game, buy this game anyway. Let's just check it out. Mm-hmm. For and um, wow, the game looks really really good. Yeah, I was really impressed with the graphics. They did like, an excellent job. Like, um, I don't know, like, I'm sure, like, you remember we, we were talking about this, not on the podcast, but separately, that mm-hmm. when we were playing um, Super Mario 3D Land, mm-hmm. we were realizing, like, wow, the, like, it's when you really, like, feel like the graphics are that much of a big improvement over, like, maybe even the Wii. Like, it just looks, like, really, really good. Yeah. But, like, this one just hits you even more just because it's, like... The realism. Yeah, it, it almost looks, like, comparable to, like, the PS3 versions on the Xbox. Maybe not, like, in resolution. Yeah, non-resolution at all. It's definitely not HD, but in terms of, like, the detail... Yeah, but I don't, feel like, I don't feel like they had to sacrifice much they didn't. to and get it, it on there at all. great in 3D. The 3D effect works super well. Yeah, and... Um, and what's far- what's and far- interesting, though, just to chime in oh. super quick, um, I think they're able to pull that off because everything in that game is very close quarters, unlike Resident Evil 5, where it was big open villages, or Resident Evil 4, yeah. even, where it was big open European villages. In uh, Revelations, or as they spelled it on the box, Revelations. Yeah, Revelations. They uh, oh, yeah. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't see us, go Google this. This is great. Uh, they misspelled Revelations on the spine of their own box. Hopefully, they fix it before launch. But the press copies all are misspelled. Anyway, um, I don't know how you do that. Someone's fired at Capcom, I'm sure. But anyway, uh, the close quarters. Yeah, it's very close quarters. It's on a cruise ship primarily. If it's not a cruise ship, it's in like a, it's like in a base in it's in a base in a in in the Arctic, and it's all these very cramped spaces, yeah, which I think, which means you can cram more detail yeah. into the little space that is there. And in a way, um, this is like where a lot of the praises have been coming, and like I think it works better to Resident Evil's favor that it's if so it's, clutch, cl- yeah. close quarters because um, claustrophobic that way. Yeah, it's more claustrophobic, and you get a better sense of um, like desperation and like, oh, right. I, I don't have that much space to run away from this creepy. Definitely monster that looks like yeah I don't know what there's like something from Silent Hill but it's creepy they're weird they're like these weird yeah. melted people I don't they're, know they're really they're. creepy like they, yeah. they have like random 
spastic yeah. movements and claw arms and I don't know, it's just really cool. Like, yeah. And the, the, the demo's not too, not very long. It's, I don't know, 10 minutes, but it has two yeah. modes, normal and hard. So you can, it has some replayability in the demo itself. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of cool. But, so so uh, far, there's still, still a lot to look forward to. I'm yeah. hoping to see. Oh, and I still want to check out the multiplayer, but. Yeah. And oh, this is a big one. Gyro controls, best way to aim out any yeah, so It's super customizable control, supports the circle pad, supports three different control schemes. Circle Pad Pro. Supports oh, yeah, yeah, inverted, yeah, yeah. Supports inverted and normal aiming, and supports gyro aiming, which works fantastically. Yeah, it's like, like way faster than normal aiming. I, I preferred um gyro aiming also on Ocarina of Time, so it's, yeah. it it feels almost exactly like it. So if you liked it then, then yeah, you'll it's basically it's it. a lot faster to uh, just move your system a couple centimeters one way or another. Yeah, then I, than to try and slightly... move the stick exactly where you want it. Yeah. So so that's rough Resident Evil. We yeah. uh, Jose's gonna pick it up. I'm thinking of picking it up. I probably will. So we'll definitely have... Especially with the new... I want to call it budget price, but it isn't because it's still like... standard price is not overpriced. Yeah. yeah. But um, we'll definitely have impressions. You know, what, when's it come out? February 7th? Seven. Seven? Seven. We'll have impressions on the next episode. Yeah. So yeah, episode 7 will be all about Resident Evil, so be sure to tune in for that. And the but, game's supposed to be like a... I don't think I heard this right. Maybe it was 10-hour campaign? I have no idea, uh, but, but we'll, we can talk about that in more detail. Yeah. Well, we'll see how long it takes me to beat it. Yeah, and then it has online co-op, so we can give impressions on Ooh, that. And yeah, so stay tuned for that, but we're not done yet. We also played Mario and Sonic. Which, and... I have less to say. It's, um... <laughs> they, it, it looks it's... nice. The graphics are pop pretty nice. Like, it's not, nothing like Resident Evil, but the, the bright... Well, yeah, it's, it's a Mario it universe. Has... You don't want yeah. it to be any more detailed. Yeah, but I mean, it just it looks good for what it is. Yeah. Like, it, it, it works. Yeah, so... And the 3D effect was noticeable. <laughs> on the on the trampoline, yeah. I'll... The trampoline was cool, because uh, you play as... Did you play as Baby Bowser when you did it? I played as Yoshi and oh, Silver, so and... Yeah, it gives you random, random teams. Okay, yeah, I played as Baby Bowser, and it was like he jumps up towards the screen. So you're looking down on the trampoline, and he's jumping up towards you. So when you do it successfully, he does, like, these crazy twirls that look like they're kind yeah, of Yeah, th- that's the like the only minigame that really used the 3D. And it, and it was pretty fun all things considered. It is all about timing and some of the other main games there's a swimming one where you yeah, have to but make a there circle with the stylus. But there was also a trampoline in um, Mario and Sonic in the regular Olympic Games. Oh, I never played it. And that one um, every time you bounce you have to press like a long series of like A, B, X, Y, B whatever. But that's when you just press A when you land and that's it. Yeah. That's lame. So but yeah, it's, like it, it's weird. Some of the main games aren't that great. Like the swimming one that I was starting to say, you draw a circle on the touch screen with your stylus. And yeah. the better, the, the more symmetrical the circle, or the more circular the circle, the faster your character uh, swims. I mean, it looks fun, but it also, like, just it like based on the right minigames, it, it, yeah, it, it just, like, to me, it just feels like um, a Mario Party with a lot of limitations on it. Mm-hmm. It can't do anything but sports minigames. Mm-hmm. And, and Mario Party can do whatever it wants and go crazy. Yeah, and here's the thing. So it just Mar- makes, yeah. Mario and Sonic is perfect as a party game with a bunch of people that want to look zany flying, flinging Wii remotes. Yeah, I feel like right. they... But on a handheld, yeah. it's not quite the same. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not bad. And they did a, great, they did a nice job with the demo. I, do, I really like the uh, interface. The menus and everything. They're trying to, with like the flashy, like, oh. angular, sharp angles with bright colors. They're trying to mimic the 2012 logo. The uh, mascot comes out in it, too. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, the mascots kinda... are weird, by the way. I don't know what London was thinking. They're like <laughs> one-eyed, freaky-looking aliens. But um, the the menus are really cool-looking, I thought. They, they they remind me a lot of like early 90s Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Wild and Crazy Kids or one of those shows. But, um, uh, yeah, so I guess that's Mario and Sonic. Yeah, sometimes I, think, I wish... I don't um, think either of us are picking it up. Probably not. So probably no, not I'm just going to pick a Mario Party 9 instead. Yeah, know. so probably no future impressions of that one. But definitely Resident Evil. I can't but feel a little dis- a little disappointed that um Mario and Sonic their pairing up was it's tied it's tied to the Olympic Games. Well, I think Sega and Nintendo's attitude was the they're not, they're not gonna mix their universes. Not that I want them to pair up, just that right, but like, they already like did they it. They weren't gonna mix their universes. They're like, what's an event? What's a thing that would bring together Mario and Sonic? The same thing that brings together every nation yeah. in the world. That's the logic. Yeah, no, no, no yeah, it, it, it makes sense, but it's like, oh, if you're going to pair them up, at least pair them up in something that I would want to buy. Yeah, I remember when the news <laughs> came out, and everyone was like, oh, Mario and Sonic in a game together. I'm like, what? And I clicked the That's link, not and it's like, Brothers? at no. the Olympics. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh okay. cool. So it's Wii Sports with Mario. Oh, God. Yeah. But, uh, so that, I mean, we've been playing those demos, but have you been playing anything besides demos? Um, besides just, you know, the, your, the regular old replaying of the Mario Karts and all that right, stuff. Right, right, um, yeah, I'm still doing that too. I mean, I, I picked up Bionic Commando for um, the 3DS Virtual Console, and I don't the, know. I guess it would be the Game Boy version, huh? The Game Boy version, yeah. yes. The one where you could change it to lime green mode. And, ah, yes. 
That, I love how the emulator includes that. Yeah, I love <laughs> the save state thing. It reminds me a lot of um, that other emulator that people really loved on their computer. For a Every emulator Nintendo. has a save state. Oh, well, I don't dabble with many emulators. Yeah, I never so. use emulators. But, um, well, anyway, it's the best Spider-Man game I've ever played. <laughs> the best Spider-Man game? Um, I know he has the arm that he swings, like Spider-Man yeah, it's, style. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's is a it really very... that Spider-Man-y? Um, yeah, it's, um, very Spider-Man-y. I like how um, that's a word now. It's yeah. a real adjective, Spider-Man-y. And I take that back quickly. I think the best Spider-Man game i played is Ultimate Spider-Man for GameCube. But anyway... This is the second... This is the best... The, b- the best... Game Boy wannabe Spider-Man game. Yeah. And what I like about Bionic Commando so much is, like, how much of an emphasis it puts on your bionic arm. Like, uh-huh. it's not just, like, a gimmick. It's, um, the whole world... It's designed just so you could traverse. Like, you can't jump. There's no jumping right, button right. in the game. So everything... Well, that was the main hook with the original, right? Yeah. Because you don't jump, you swing. Yeah, and, and the swing is just... um, I'm not going to lie. It was a little weird. It took me a while to get used to it. The controls mm-hmm. for it. Like, just like... At first, you don't feel right. It feels like, oh, they could have done this a lot better. But once you figure out how the swinging mechanic works, and you'll be swinging everywhere. Once you the rhythm of it. Yeah, you'll be traversing the whole place. Like, you'll be skipping over, jumping over... That swinging over bad guys and how many how what many have verbs you. can you go through to get to the right one <laughs> and what have you like beating the game? I don't know. It's it's really fun. I'm like how much it must have only been a couple bucks, right? It was only three ninety nine. That's not bad at all. Yeah, and um, you also it's a great get lucky game. Or? And it's I'm barely halfway through it, and I've probably spent like four hours on it. Oh, that's pretty good for four dollars. That's a dollar an hour. But that's and you also still have half the game to go. That's because like the game, um, it's not linear. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, you have a you have a world map with numbers, um, with, with like levels that numbered off. Kind of linear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's not like Mario where it's like level one, level, and then you go straight into level two. Yeah, you have, you have, a world you map have in between. yeah, you have like um, levels numbered one through fifteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to go to them in that order. You could go in any order you want. Oh, oh that's how um, and, that's how most of the Kirby games are. And you also have customizable, like, you, have, you pick up different guns that you can switch between, different receivers, like radios and stuff like that. And um, depending on what level you want to go to, you might want to check out one later because it's too dark. So you might want this weird receiver uh-huh. or, like, I don't know, it's, it's um, very open-ended. You could beat it how you want. That's cool. You know, another game that's kind of like that? Um, which is, is actually what I've been playing lately, which is uh, Mutant Muds. For the, also, Mutant Muds. Also that Renegade Kids, uh, what they're calling 12-bit platformer for the uh, 3DS available on the eShop came out this past Thursday. And it's actually really fun. It's, uh, first of all... Really? Really? Please tell me. Come I, 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 I want to buy this gonna, game, but yeah, I can't get my... This is how you are Kid Icarus, right? Where it's kind of like you're on the fence and you're not sure why. Yeah, it's like I want to buy it, but I don't know why I don't. Well, it's, here's the thing. Let's. I'm gonna. I'll start with the super. The things that caught my eye right away, and then work towards the more overall imp- impression. Um. First of all, the graphics really, really pop. Like really, like really pop. It looks really crisp. It actually looks crisper in 3D than 2D. And the oh. 3D is really cool because it. The, how the game basically. It's. It's. A, let's restart. The 3D looks really cool because it's layered, like super layered. Like there's, I think. There's three primary layers, and then there's a fourth background layer. Oh, like in, it, like in um, Shantae's Risky's Revenge. Yeah. There's a lot of... Yeah, except this is actual 3D, because Shantae's DSI, so that's 2D. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it's uh, it's really... It, the main gameplay twist, it's a standard platformer for the most part, where you you know, you know run, you shoot little enemies with your water gun, you can use your water gun to hover when you jump for a few seconds, but the main gameplay twist is uh, there's three different planes you can be on at any given time. Or one of three, you could be on at any given time, and there's little jump pads where you jump forward towards the front of the screen, back to the third le- the third uh, layer in the back of the screen, and it's just really well done. Like you'll be walking through a level, and you'll see some stuff in the front of the screen that could just be foreground, but then at the very end of the level, you're suddenly in that foreground, back at the start of the level, but in a whole different plane. So like you'll you'll start at the middle plane, which is a standard one. You'll get sent to the back. You'll fight. You know, you'll collect some stuff there, shoot a guy there. Then you end up in the middle again, you go forward a little more, you go to the front, and then you backtrack in the front, so it's kind of stuff you saw already, but couldn't access. Sounds like a... And now you're back in the front. It's like, really s- stacked yeah, It sounds like a creative way to make a game last yeah, longer. Yeah, Well, not last longer. It's a level. Just, well, no, it's not even a creative way to make it last... It, it, it's instead of having one long, horizontal, you go from the left to the right, you have one shorter one that's three deep. And you go from the left to the right to the right to the left to the left to the right, or something like that. Like, some you just zigzag. That, for some reason, that reminds me of Skyward Sword, just how, like, there's only what? three places you go to, 
Oh, but this is but, different. This is per level. No, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm two worlds in right now. I am two worlds. Wow. Two worlds. It's Dang, not bad. Yeah, better come it's, down. It's like eight or ten levels. <laughs> eight are, levels. Are, do, do you see yourself being the game? Is but, it, what? Does it feel like a long game that you can actually? The beat? game's not super long. I think there's a total of. What's there's a total? There's forty levels. There's four levels per world. I. The thing is, I don't remember how many worlds there are because there's also they have every level has a secret level within. And these are cool because they're inspired by either Game Boy games or Virtual Console. Or Virtual Console. Game Boy or Virtual Boy. So, you find the entrance. So the 3D hurts in those levels? No, not... Oh, haha, ha, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, it gives you a headache if you play for... No. And it's in red and black? Yes. Game Boy ones are, black, are uh, monotone, except for the characters and the enemies. Virtual Boy are red and black, except for characters and the enemies. And those secret levels, which are marked as like G-World or V-World or something like that. G-B-World, v, v, I don't quite remember. But they're... um much harder so the main game you know you have some occasional platforming challenges like there, there's these disappearing disappearing platforms that you really have to time when you jump because there'll be an enemy flowing right above and if you jump at the wrong second the platform either won't be there and you'll fall the spikes or you'll hit the enemy as you try and land on the platform but um so that you know there's the occasional that but the main levels aren't that difficult but if you find these secret ones the enemy counts like quadrupled it's like you're platforming from one itty bitty block to the next you have to like time your shooting just right or your jumps just right so you don't hit an enemy as you try and shoot another enemy while you land on a third enemy, or not on, but next to a third enemy. Like, it's noticeably difficult compared mm. to the standard games. Like, um, the first level, uh, they make the hidden world pretty obvious. You can see it in the foreground when you're walking through the middle, so you backtrack up to the front. You, you get to the front, and you go back, you go into the hidden world, and suddenly, it's first level of game, but, the, but it's, like, legitimately, not challenging, but noticeably <laughs> more difficult. Huh. So it's pretty cool. It's a way they, they were able to boost some replay value that way. Yeah, I thought I was worried about it. It looked too easy. No, it's like, it gets it gets hard. And I'm not that far into it, but based on reviews I read, there's a... And not just hard by your standards. Yeah, well, I suck at games, I know. But there's a steep... Based on what I've been reading, there's a pretty steep learning curve in the second half of the game. Hmm. So it's pretty fun. Like I said, the graphics look really crisp. Um, and the, the developers are good guys. The guys at Ragged Kids, they're like, they've been pretty strong supporters of Nintendo from the start. Dimension 1 and 2 on the DS... Uh, that sort of thing. Um, they, uh, what else? They did another one. Oh, Moon, the sci-fi. One. Oh, but yeah, they're they're like they're good guys, and they um, I mean, the game's slightly more pricey than most eShop games. It's nine dollar eight ninety nine, but it's still worth it. I'd say. I mean, there are item upgrades that help you unlock the different yeah, worlds. I guess it you is only eight nine bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, we're spoiled by like the iPhone and that sort of thing. I don't even one. have one, and but I you're do. spoiled by it. Well, <laughs> well actually, like, no, I'm spoiled. Actually, no, I'm spoiled by Steam. Right, Steam's the same way, where it's like, oh, the game's super cheap. It's like, oh, get VVV for six bucks? Psh, I'll get it for two bucks at Steam. Right, exactly. Or, or like, three. on the iPhone, get this game for a dollar versus Mutant Muds for nine. But it is a cool game. And I do love, the, I think the tributes to Game Boy and Virtual Boy are super great. What about the, um, the main menu icon? What does that look like? What do you mean the main menu icon? In the 3DS menu, when you're picking the game. Oh, it's just a... Why do you... That's going to sell you on the game? I don't know. I, 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 sprite, I would, I would it's appreciate it. It's a sprite of Max. Oh. That's the main character. The oh, blue gold blonde dude. Oh. It's him. That's I, it. It's just him in a blue box. Oh, I, I appreciate it when they go all out and make something cool. Like, Mighty Switch Force has, like, the three main characters just, like, oh, spinning oh, around oh. in 3D. Oh, you mean that? I thought I meant the little icon that you press. No, I meant, oh. like, the top screen. You know what, let me... You don't remember? I, I think... Actually, yes, I do. It's, uh... It's the Mutant Mud's logo with a little spinning... Max guy sprite, but he like has a slight thickness to him. Like he's flat, but then as he turns sideways, you see like a little like rim of him, kinda, oh. and then he keeps turning. So it's like a little emblem of him almost. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it is a really fun game. It's probably I haven't played a whole lot of eShop games honestly, but based on what I've read of the others and what I've heard from you, it ranks up there probably with the best of the best. It's getting pre-equal review scores. Mm. Sounds like I'm going to have a new game I think so. by Monday. And and also, it's um, they have little like tokens in each level and that you uh, collect to unlock new stuff that then gets you to the secret world. Yeah, I heard so, so the secret There's world, like 100 per level yeah, and they're, exactly. like, they're called golden tokens or something. Is that the water? I think water tokens, maybe? No, they're, they're blue. And you have a water jetpack, so I'd imagine... Water sprites? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read the manual. So I have no uh, idea. Oh, they don't give any plot. It's just like you see a meteorite of mud coming towards Earth, and then you go and save the world. That's it. No, I was on, because um, IGN was doing a contest earlier today, or earlier on Friday, um, where they were giving away three codes for uh-huh. oh, and the they were muds. Oh, they the whole... Oh, 
Oh, well, they just asked you three random questions, and one of them was like, oh, how many pixels is Max big? It's all 23. Or what is the smallest creature? So I went on the actual website, and I read up on all the bad guys, how many levels, and... Oh, that's one more thing. Thank you. The pixel height reminded me. One very cool effect of the three layers. Front layer, everything's bigger, because it's right up front. Back layer, everything's smaller, and they put this filter over it, kind of, where it looks like they're not in a fog, but it looks like there's, like, a draw distance of sorts, so it looks like they're, like, you know, when things are farther away, the colors are a little more washed out or whatever. Like, if you look in the real world, like, the closer you get something, the more detailed the colors are and the more vibrant they seem. Same in the game. Ooh. Like, when you're playing the back world, there's, like, a slight filter over it. So nice it's kind touch. of a cool effect. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so that's Mutant Muds. That's what I've been playing lately. Uh, and I guess that pretty much concludes a pretty densely packed episode of the Round and Tail podcast, don't you say? Yeah, like a like a nice big sandwich full of... Of fun Nintendo news. Yep. <laughs> a delicious Nintendo sandwich. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting year for Nintendo, no doubt. 3DS is going to, you know, keep chugging along in the Wii U, all this new news coming out. I know, more. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, this year can't get any better, at, at least for me as a Wii fan, Nintendo fan. I mean, yeah. I already have Rhythm Heaven coming out this year, which right. already makes this year the best Nintendo year since... Since Rhythm Heaven DS came out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the fact that the Wii U is also coming out this year and other those that we don't even know about. Oh yeah, there's going to be all sorts of stuff. I'm really looking forward to E3. But Nintendo did promise, and this is my hook to get everyone to keep listening, Nintendo did promise they're going to be releasing news through the rest of the year. It's not going to be all E3. There's going to be a steady, a steady flow probably. So it's definitely, definitely going to be a very interesting year for Nintendo. And of course we'll be there every step of the way with our brand new, extra clear, extra crisp microphone so you can hear us better than ever before. And, um, yeah, so that pretty much concludes episode six, Nintendo Gets Networked, of the Random Town Podcast. As always, uh, head over to randomtown.com, leave us your comments, let us know what works, let us know what doesn't work, let us know if we sound weird now that you know how we really sound with this microphone. People are saying I sound like a robot. Please let me know if I do. I, I'm kind of sad if it's true, but I'll accept it. So just, uh, yeah, leave us a comment, go to episode six, or hit us up on Twitter. I'm JSR7. I'm Wayro. He's Wayro. And you can get uh, the spelling for that crazy <laughs> underscore big O little O on uh, his About Jose page on the site. And yeah, we will see you next time. Nope. Yep.